Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're looking at some spicy neighbor stories. You know what I'm like with a neighbor story. I love one every once in a while. So I've been looking at all over different subreddits looking for those spicy stories and I found a couple one or two and if you do love a reddit story why not consider hitting that like subscribe maybe that notification bell too and let's dive straight in to the good stuff and i've had to come back after the story to just give you this little warning it does involve human waste <laughs> i'm trying to avoid saying it in case you're eating so you may want to skip this story if you are eating right now or just don't like talking about human waste in general which i totally understand <laughs> So this first story came from Blue Busy and it says <laughs> neighbor shits in bags and leaves them outside. Random. It was on the legal advice subreddit and it said my family bought a house in the city a few blocks from our business about a year ago. We're in Pennsylvania. Everything seemed lovely until we realized the house next door is owned by a slumlord. The dude who lives on the first floor is awesome. The second floor is a mess. The original second floor tenant was an older woman who seemed nice enough. She ended up passing away due to an overdose. The next person to move in is a train wreck. He's so wasted all the time that he continually falls up and down the stairs, which is fine and doesn't bother me. Weirdly enough, the worst part about him is that there's always a waft of shit smell coming from his house and yard. Oof. Yesterday, he puts a white trash bag full of human shit out on his porch. You can clearly see the shit through the bag. Today, it is swarming with flies and smells horrid. I have two small children and I'm worried about this being some kind of health hazard. We can't sit on our patio without smelling and seeing this dude's mess. I also loathe flies. Is there anything I can do aside from setting up fly deterrents around my house and lighting candles? Update called the health department and they are sending a complaint letter to the owner of the house and will also be sending an inspector out in 30 days update update wow this blew up and thanks for the award my husband and i saw him outside and questioned him after admitting he shits in bags he refused to clean it up or even tie the bags closed not sure what my next move is but i decided to invest in some good smelling candles essential oils Edit, I will not be using essential oils and I've decided to go with citronella candles instead due to the advice given by some caring people and fly traps. Wish me luck and we have a further little update in a moment. I don't know what it says. And you know, we can already see OP's dealing with it in some form that they've called the health department and they're going to send a complaint letter to the owner and also be sending an inspector out in 30 days. So they got to put up with this with 30 more days and surely human turds is like a biohazard why aren't they sending out someone like immediately to tell this dude hey mate stop shitting in that bag that's not good for anyone and not even tying it up i the first thing that came into my head that him not tying it up is he's like almost weaponizing these bags of poo 
like he's spreading it around the neighborhood like almost purposely i don't know if that's the case obviously but it certainly felt that way to me but anyway op updated the post and it said the poop man saga has come to an end i'm updating partly because people were so supportive and genuinely concerned and partly because the story is ridiculous i started where many people recommended i called the local housing health department I was asked if I wanted to issue a complaint to the owner of the property, which I did. A letter was sent to the landlord and an inspector would be sent out in 30 days to make sure things were handled. That felt like a little too long for me to wait, so I was advised to also call the non-emergency number and the city council person. The non-emergency line immediately told me the issue wasn't in their jurisdiction. And while the secretary at the council person's office was extremely sympathetic, they couldn't go above the health department when it came to these matters. All seemed lost and I was trying to come to terms with the fact that I would never go outside ever again, until today. I creeped out my window to see my neighbor from the first floor, super cool guy, and another dude removing trash bag after trash bag from the apartment. As I was leaving my house, the unknown man introduced himself as the owner of the property and began profusely apologizing. I retract and openly apologize for ever calling this man a slumlord. He's absolutely lovely and is just a nice guy trying to give people who are down on their luck a chance. I made sure to reassure him that we have no ill feelings or bad blood on our end towards him or his property. We are just grossed out and worried for our kids. He filled me in about the poop neighbor refusing to answer any of his calls and pissing off the balcony. Apparently what made it come to a head was a first floor neighbor watching poop neighbor strut up and down the street naked with no regard for any other human life. Shortly after, poop neighbor fell down the stairs drunk and broke some ribs which landed him in hospital. Landlord and first floor neighbor took this opportunity to scope out the apartment and was horrified to say the least. They immediately called in the cleaners, emptied the apartment and put padlocks on the gate and door. I really hope Poop Neighbor gets the help he needs while in the hospital, but I'm also super thankful to the landlord next door turned out to give a shit about his neighbors and didn't just tell us to F off. I will be calling the health department and retracting my complaint because of how quickly this guy acted. I don't want to further impact his life negatively. I'm also thinking about sending him flowers and a thank you note. Thanks to everyone that reached out and gave me advice and kind words of encouragement. I wouldn't have been able to laugh and see the silly side of all of this without you guys. A commenter said something along the lines of there's obviously mental health issues involved here, but he was more curious about <laughs> how do you actually take a dump in a bag? <laughs> it's got handles, my dude. Just grab those handles and whip it over the cheeks, I guess. <laughs> Gotta be the way, right? Disclaimer, I've never pooped in a bag before. Then I found a thread which was over on Ask Reddit and someone was, the question was, what was your worst neighbor ever story? So Aram says, downhill neighbor had a wide open view of our beautiful lower yard. They got a barky dog that they left in their backyard all day. Dog torn down our fence trying to get it out and get to our dog. We built a new solid wood fence and they complained and now they couldn't see our yard. That we were spying on them from our yard, whatever. They then built a raised deck so they could see over the fence. We planted a row of bamboo and haven't seen them since. They called the building department about our fence. The building department came out, said it was legit and cited them for their illegal deck. Ooh, little bit of revenge on the end of that one as well. I like that. Cyrus Hunter says, we had next door neighbors who had kids that were a little rowdy, but nothing too bad. 
then one of the parents died and the kids went incredibly wild. Over the next few years, we had a number of problems, including graffiti spray painted on the house, glass and nails left in the line on our driveway, a full can of ginger ale thrown through our window, dog shit thrown at the house. What is it with weaponizing shit <laughs> with neighbors, man, and condoms filled with corn syrup and flour launched at our house? In addition, the kids started dealing drugs outside the house and we had to deal with a massive increase of noise as they had large parties every weekend. We were sitting on the front porch screaming obscenities at each other almost every weekday. We tried calling the cops when we were hit and the cops were aware of the kids from other calls in the neighborhood. Unfortunately, their mother covered for them and would apologize to us privately after the cops left. All the cops could do was give them warnings. We finally broke down and set up cameras around the entire outside of the house and and installed them when the kids were there and watching. They saw everyone go up and saw us check and remove all blind spots. The moment they saw they'd be on camera if they tried any of this again, the problems immediately stopped. Even the dealing moved somewhere else. It's been mostly peace and quiet, with a few exceptions ever since. JM Perez920 says, When I was a child, I didn't realize my neighbor was an abusive, drunken drug addict. One time, while my family was about to start eating dinner, a woman opened my front door and screamed into the house, Please, I need to use your phone to call the police. She was frantic and crying and had makeup running down her face. Turns out she was a prostitute that my neighbor had hired. At one point during their interaction, he pulled out a gun and threatened her in some way. Eventually, he went to get another drink and she seized that opportunity to run to my house. There were other times when I saw him doing pretty shitty things, but this one stands out as it was the first time I saw someone in fear for their life and first time I saw a prostitute. So now I'm going to tell you about one of my little stories. I'm not sure if I told this one in the past or not, but anyway, you're going to get it again. So brace yourself. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This one was when I was younger, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there. You know, my life's been an absolute blur. And I grew up in a council estate in Oxford. Everyone was very, you know, close-knit community. I think from the outside, people thought of it as a bit of like um, a rough area. But once you're in it, it didn't feel that way to us you know it was real close-knit in the fact that you you could leave your front door open people wandered in and out of each other's houses if you want to go see your friend i could walk into my my neighbor's house and there was no problem with it it was just the way it was back then it's nothing like that anymore and it changed over time around the area as well it become less friendly over time but there seemed to be like a high rotation of neighbors in there. And for the most part, all of us were a close-knit community in terms of friends. So there was like eight of us 
who, who hang around together most days. And this new neighbor moved in. And I call the mum Sheila and the son James. And they live pretty close to us. And she's like a single parent. So she was looking after him, etc., etc. And James come down to us one day, you know, very brave him to come down to a group of eight of us and introduce himself. And all is around our age. Seemed like a nice guy at the time, getting involved with us. And for the first couple of weeks, it was absolutely fine. However, they, we noticed a bit of a pattern of him, you know, being a bit braggy and things always had to go his way. He was always the boss of our games and would take over and it started getting a bit frustrating. Like an example would be we're playing marbles and when we played marbles when we was younger, you hit each other's marbles and if you hit it, you get to keep their marble. It was pretty, it was pretty ruthless like that back then, but we enjoyed playing it that way. James had some marbles himself. There were some bigger ones, though, some real chunky, nice looking marbles. And basically he said his rules were, you know, he could hit our marbles, take them away if he wins them. If we hit his, that doesn't happen. He gets to keep the marbles. When we're young, we're all like, fuck that, you know, <laughs> that's not on. We're not doing that kind of thing. And that was just one example of it. But this happened many, many times. Anyway, one day he comes out with a new pair of boxing gloves. Don't know why he come out with them. But he did. And, you know, he was like, anyone want to box this sort of thing? None of us had boxing gloves or anything like that. None of us wanted to fight. And it was all like, nah, nah, nah. None of us got boxing gloves. And he says, well, one of you can defend. Well, I hit you. And my friend, I don't know, I'm going to call him Rick, stepped up and said, basically, won't you give me one of your boxing gloves? And then we'd like fight one handed, one handed. You know, it's a bad idea. Two kids hitting each other around the head with the boxing gloves. It was never going to end well anyway. But it happened. James basically got a hit around the side of the head got upset about it and walked off to his house. We don't know why he walked off, he just did. He was upset, he was hurt, went to his house and went to his mum. Then things just suddenly turned nuclear. She was like in a, in a top flat, basically. So she lived above the ground floor level and we was below her, her sort of balcony playing football at the time because that's where the grass area was. And Sheila, the mum, suddenly bursts out onto the balcony and she is screaming obscenities at us like you little shits you just hurt my boy why did you do that they were his boxing gloves and it went on and it went on and it was incoherent for most of it but i remember those parts real vividly and being the close-knit community is and bunch of nosy bastards all around the area there were people poking their heads out the window grinning laughing and stuff like that we just were staring up at this woman you know screaming at us youngsters like absolutely going mental and you know it didn't affect us that much, you know. We, we sort of grew up in an area with all sorts of drama going on all the time. I got stories about dealers, people that set their own house on fire, and that ended in tragedy, I gotta say. Little gangs that would turn up in the area looking for fights. There was all sorts going on all the time. The more that I get through life, the more I find that my, my youth was, you know, <laughs> not normal. But anyway, back to it. This woman was absolutely screaming at us, and for about five minutes or so, she disappears back inside. We thought that was it. She shut the door and we thought, you know, let's carry on with our football now. We carried on playing. Suddenly the door swings back open. And do you know Henry the Hoover? I don't know if you've ever seen Henry the Hoover. I'll put a picture over it now. Little red Hoover, face on it. She comes running out with Henry over her head and launches it off the top of this balcony and it comes flying towards us. Henry's hose is flapping about in the wind and it's just flying towards us. Luckily, we all moved out of the way. You know, we scattered. We could see this thing coming. Henry explodes into bits. His hat is over one bit, his hose is over the other, and there's just parts all over the floor, basically. Us kids were surrounded like wide-faced, like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? We just had a hoover thrown at us. 
Then suddenly, out of nowhere, from the right-hand side, I see Cobby, who lives in a flat quite close by. He must have been watching the action from the sidelines. He comes running out. He's looking through the Hoover parts. We're all like, what the hell is he doing? Then suddenly, out of nowhere, and I don't think it happened exactly like this, but it was it, it's always in my head like this now. He lifts his hands up in the air with his part in his hand. He went, that's just the part I needed. And obviously, it wasn't exactly like that, but he did say, that's just the part I needed and then went straight back into his house. <laughs> it was so random and just made me absolutely burst out laughing. You know, this woman's still screaming up there. He's walking off with a hoover part. Us kids are just like, what the fuck is going on? And that was pretty much the end of it, really. We didn't see her much after that. It was a couple of months and she was off again. Like I said, there was a high rotation of neighbors around there. And I think that's why I got so many stories about different people. But I do always cast my mind back to these people and wonder what they were going through. You know, there's no excuse for launching a hoover at a bunch of kids or shouting obscenities at a bunch of kids. But looking back on my situation, and I, I remember people, we didn't really talk about mental health or anything back then. And you sort of do wonder what, what that person was going through at the time. As I said, I'm not excusing the behavior, but I do think about it. But Aylan Knox says, our neighbors hate us after we got an extension built with full permission and council rejected their objections for not having enough light because they'd converted the garage into a dining room with windows without permission. By mutual agreement, we removed the front part of the hedges because my parents felt so bad they wanted to do something for them. Neighbors decided to sue us and claim the entire boundary where the hedges were removed for themselves. Our houses were built 50 years apart and our house had its own hedges and was a corner house before theirs was built. We also have proof of how the space looked before the extension was built and hedges removed and the way it was built, most of it belonged to us from the start. I say sue because they started this problem to begin with and wanted legal action but refused to get a solicitor on the grounds of why should I get a solicitor when you guys cause this? So we got a solicitor ourselves because my mum had been assaulted a few times and they were building walls and placing objects on the disputed space despite numerous police warnings. I've been assaulted myself. The wife has been charged. She's tried to run my mum over with her car before. We decided it was time to resolve it formally. It's been three years since this started. We're going through our solicitor and it's taken a long time, but we're getting there. We've been told to do absolutely nothing and just report and document everything, which is what we've done. We tried to resolve it ourselves, but it ended in assaults, so we won't even go near them. They won't cooperate because they believe they did nothing wrong. Every week there is some sort of commotion and we'll get harassed in some way. On the other hand, our neighbors on the other side of us are absolute angels, and the elderly missus gave my mum some berries last week to make jam from. Mbib says, I lived in a high rise a few years ago, and the guy directly above me was pretty cool and enjoyable some highlights. One Sunday night, I was relaxing on my couch at about 10 p.m. I was reading a book when suddenly it sounded as if someone was shooting a gun through my ceiling. I went upstairs and knocked on his door and asked him to turn it down. He told me that the city's noise ordinance doesn't go into effect until 11 and basically to go blow myself. I told him it was causing an issue and that he needed to turn it down and he walked back into his kitchen and came out with a sawed-off broomstick with a grip he'd fashioned out of duct tape and threatened to beat me with it for asking him to turn it down. He ended up begrudgingly turning it down. I called the police on him because I could hear him beating up his girlfriend through my ceiling. He never got there in time and she never told him that he had hit her, so they never did anything. I'm about 90% sure that he tried to break into my apartment one day while I was out. 
He had stuck his head in my door when there was a plumbing issue with his tub drain leaking and damaging my bathroom ceiling. His lies lit up when he saw that my place was nice. Shortly thereafter, someone tried to break into my place by going through the lock cylinder. I only noticed because it broke my lock and I couldn't get into my apartment at 3am when I got home. I got a new deadbolt immediately. One morning, I was in the shower getting ready for work when water started pouring into my bathroom. I mean, water was blasting out of my sconce. Shower tiles turning brown from being waterlogged, etc. I threw on shorts and ran down to the office. No one was there. I went to the maintenance office. Empty. I called every number for the company I was renting from. No one answered. I went to the apartment above me where this was coming from. No one answered. By the time I got back to my place, the entire bathroom ceiling had collapsed and I had water damage visible in two other rooms and a whole hallway. I later found out that his junkie girlfriend had nodded off while filling the bathtub to do laundry. There was a giant goddamn laundry room in the basement and the water was running full blast for a while as it overflowed. She destroyed my apartment and damaged a couple of thousand dollars worth of my stuff. She admitted to exactly what happened. He came home and tried to talk his way out of it. The maintenance guy shut him down and told him he knew what actually happened and that he was basically boned. He then made a throat slashing gesture at me in view of the head of maintenance. He got evicted as a result of the damage he did and the fact that he threatened to murder me by cutting my throat. He blamed me for his eviction, so he started vandalizing my car. He kicked off the side window. He slashed a tire two different times. He threatened to kill me one time when I saw him in a bodega in the neighborhood because he moved directly across the street when he got thrown out. Fuck you, Eddie, you piece of garbage. NOP supplied a picture of the damage that was done and holy shit. <laughs> I think that is a the true definition of a nightmare neighbor right there. But what do you guys make of this one? Do you have your own nightmare neighbor stories? Are they crazy? Are they petty? Let me know over on r slash mark narrations and share your nightmare neighbor stories there. I always love to hear them. Just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 